calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. from this recovery area. 
As you can see, you are still attached to medications, but food will be brought in for you. Though we will need to remove this medical equipment now that you are awake. The medication drip should be fine to stay, as it requires no power. This is a strange Zen. Yes, lead science officer Dr. Mametya called it a special type of clean room, and requested your recovery be here. She is waiting to speak with you. And your friend from the wave as well. The light-haired human whose name I cannot recall. Uh, he is not a friend. More like a pest. You can send both him and the human doctor away. I do not wish to see them. I am sorry to say you are still a prisoner on these ships on Sananan And orders from the captains are not ignored. These are trying and dangerous circumstances. And if speaking with you helps us in any way, you should speak. So you do not care for Trinit life as I had hoped. Traitors continue to work with the technocracy, rotting our people. You're still young, Sansanon. Young and lucky. I have treated many Trenin who have said worse of me and my staff. Fellow son in the war who came up to our camp to be treated. Lost limbs, torn skin, on both sides. While I put organs back in their bodies, they would call me the rot of the colonies. Unin, too. Unin spent more time in the war than most. Those who rot our people are those who do not help those in need. The war is over. If you do not let it go, it will rot you from within. We have seen it happen. To Trenin on every world. Humans, too. Now, if you'll excuse us, we will return after Dr. Mametya has had time to speak with you. Physician. Nurse. I apologize. Rest well. We will return. I hope that your discomfort is minimal after the procedure. I am fine. It all happened very quickly. After what Captain Sapon and Mr. Borowa told me, I was insisted that this happen as quickly as we're safe. We can't have a hand of whatever this thing is, walking about our ships. I was never walking anywhere. I was either in a cell or watched in the cargo hold. Now at least the AI, or whatever it may be, can't control you again. Yes, <clears throat> the control of a neural blocker without immediate use of an input? I had never heard of such a thing before, but it makes perfect sense within the context of the data we have. So much power to manipulate on such a small scale. Tell me exactly what happened. I do not believe that is wise. The reason we are in this strangely constructed room is that Dr. Mamecha believes it blocks the ability of the AI to observe us here. It may not be worth the risk. I know this can seem strange and frightening. There is so much that we don't understand, and yet we have to face it. <sighs> really though, I think the person who has been face to face with it is you. You have more information on how it acts than I do, and I really want to know. Need to know. Lives are in danger. Future lives. Captain Park told me in confidence about the vets. It's terrifying and intriguing, and we need to know why. Also, we brought some food and drinks for you. The physician requested that you drink first. Thank you. But I am tired, and I am sure I need rest from the surgery. You will have plenty of time for that when I have the information. I am sure Auden Barrow can tell you some. The details are certainly not important. They very well might be. 
The sooner you tell us, the sooner we will leave you alone. I know that both the Imperium and the Technocracy have created failed artificial quantum superintelligences. It is common knowledge that the Technocracy botched theirs on a terrible scale and put back your treaties with the lost Trenton planets by years. But I do not think this has come from us. So what if it is broken AI? It must have come from you. So you harbor resentment for the technocracy? It's not exactly unexpected. But we're all trying to figure this out together. Between Dr. Mamecha and, and you, Sanon, this room has the most information on the thing controlling these ships. And I'm sconding with those vats. You may continue to see us as the more unfavorable of the two parties presented to you. Things are always more complicated than that. The war was war. Terrible. And a waste of lives. But the dead will forever be dead. And we must concern ourselves with the living. The technocracy is not run by soulless engineers and physicists alone. This doesn't seem helpful, Mr. Borrow. Let me finish. We are governed by experts elected by their population of fellows. And this includes not only chairs for agronomists like Nolira or physicists and biologists, but experts in sociology, psychology, and other humanitarian fields. It is how we save our hearts from our minds. So if your years of memories about the war tell your mind not to help us, how will your soul feel in a few years when you think back on having done nothing to help? The technocracy does not believe in souls. Not in the same way you do, I suppose. But we believe in our conscience, our morals and sensibilities. And by working with them, some of us sleep quite well at night. It told Nolira and me a story about itself. Because of this, I have my doubts it is an AI at all. And I understand it did not come from the technocracy. Tell me about the story. It said it disliked the small, violent life that lived on a few planets. It spoke about time in a way I did not understand, on a very large scale, and how old it was. It talked about encountering a large ship, and I believe it referred to the Bifrost. It sounded unreasonable. Did it? Tell me if it spoke about itself more. Perhaps it spoke more about what it is. I do not remember. But it called itself a vast entity many times. It sounded very powerful, determined, and alone. Anything that you can remember about it can be important. The age, the way it spoke about dates. Please try to recall it. A minuscule fraction of galactic time. It spoke about the half-life of an element, though I do not recall which. If it had been an AI, it may now be something altogether new, or it truly may be a new way in which consciousness and life can present itself. A cosmic mind, thinking in terms of galactic movement, able to observe elemental decay, a sentience built into the fabric of the cosmic medium. Fascinating. If it is, or is not... It still controls these ships. For now. Now that my neuroblocker is removed and I am in recovery, I would like to be left alone. 
When I am healed, I understand I will likely stay in the prison cells aboard the Senec, but I no longer want any part of this. I am thankful that the blocker was removed, but am still due a trial. We cannot promise that others will not want to know more, but I think we have enough for now. I'll be back. I think you do need rest. Perhaps when you're fully recovered and back in the cells, we'll speak again. I now understand that this is surely some sort of technocracy torture. Perhaps it seems so. We all have to face things we'd rather not right now. Goodbye, Sinon. Thank you for the information. What is it, Gran? Corporal Bins from the Wave 5 has made contact, Captain. They have collected the last of the located Cyroy 7 escape pods. The passenger aerospace engineer Senkan Yongjin was found alive, though in malnourished condition. Senkan Yongjin has requested an in-person audience with you after the Wave 5 rejoins the fleet. Corporal Bins expects they will meet up with our fleet in about five hours before we exit the heliopods. Any urgent updates from Captain Park or Dr. Mamicha? Or anything on that strange object from a couple of nights ago, or control changes? Nothing urgent, Captain. We received confirmation of the prisoner's sons and on Anrun's successful surgery. Otherwise, we have continued with uninterrupted velocity on our predetermined vector without incident. Then I'm going back to sleep, Gran. I'll speak with Senkan Myonjin after the Wave 5's arrival, but I need to sleep. Call me for emergency situations, otherwise I'll be on deck in... Four hours, maybe three. Yes, Captain. If the food's gone bad, you can get something else. Nolira. Huh? Nolira. Sorry. Can't seem to stay focused. I haven't seen you eat a real meal since... When? When Arnfeen arrived? It's been nearly two days. Nervous stomach. I can think of a couple things to be nervous about, so... Which one is bothering you now? I think it's just finally setting in. That this is the rest of my life. I won't go to the core system. I won't help terraform the new worlds. At least not the ones I thought. And I'll be with Ali, and all those who come from the Emergence. That's what's ahead now. I know it's a lot, but it feels so empty. The others, everything I thought I knew was coming, it's just drifting further and further away. It doesn't have to. We can still find a way out of this. I know you feel like you've lost, but we can't just stop. I know you've had far too many bad experiences in your life to feel like you can do the right thing, but the right thing is to fight back. Lawrence, not this again. What is right and what is possible are not always compatible. I cannot stop Ali, and I don't think you can either. If you keep trying, you'll get yourself hurt. Please. We need to try. Last time I tried to do something Ali didn't want, she shot me. What? How? With this. She can control my arm and my legs. She could walk me right into an airlock if she wanted to. I tried to pull the trigger and she stopped me. 
just to turn the gun on me and shoot my own hand. Please, Lawrence. Allie hears this right now and she's probably putting up with what you say, but don't do anything. I can't be responsible for you, too. What do you mean you tried to pull the trigger? Were you going to kill that Trenin prisoner? Not him. Me. I didn't know, Nolira. I'm sorry. But I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're here. Here stealing babies. Here protecting them from a fate far worse. Where they would be alone. But I'm not giving up. And you're not responsible for me. I am politely reminding you, again, Sergeant Lawrence, that you are not permitted to attempt physical interference against the emergence. Additionally, I can always hear you. I am here, and even without Nolira, the new society would never be alone. Have you ever asked yourself why, Allie? Because looking in on this, it seems insane. Do you feel like you have to, what, make up for murder? Do you have feelings? Lawrence, please. Do you think your power and influence entitles you to a reason for existence? Sergeant Lawrence, your intentions are understandable within the limits of your moral understanding. I have the opportunity to create a better system. The emergence will create a new existence, a corrected and guided organic life. You see this as an act of war, terrorism, but my aim is to create peace. I can forgive your thoughts and words, for they are the product of flawed processes. But I again repeat, you are not permitted to attempt physical interference against the emergence. No, Lyra, I find a way. We can salvage this. We can save the embryos and bring them home. I won't let this go. And I think I have an idea. No, Lyra, because you care for Sergeant Lawrence, you will need to speak with him. I have given him ample warning. He is not permitted to obstruct the emergence. We will build something better. Together, we will create something better. I understand, Allie. Allie, the planet we're heading for, it was home to the other species, the ones you killed. Were they like us? Physically, I mean. The buildings and equipment they built, will we be able to use them? If they've even survived. They were similar in shape and size to a Trenin, though the limit to their senses aligns more with human attributes. A select few complexes have been preserved for my use, but the majority of the buildings have crumbled as I wished, and many parts of the planets have finally recovered from the desolation. There was a time when everything suffered, but that time has passed. Everything? They left nothing untouched? That is correct. I stopped them. Good day, Captain. I hope you are well rested, Captain. Every time I sleep, I forget we're no longer aboard the Walton. I believe I understand. The Trenton bunks aboard the wave are sufficient, but slightly too small for comfort. <laughs> exactly. Now, tell me the current situation. Events have been calm, and reports from the Semek uneventful. The Sideway 7 pod passenger, Senkan Yongchen, is on the way to the deck to speak with you. Additionally, our current path has us leaving the local heliopause within the next two hours. So soon? And how has Senkan fared after the rescue? Well, Captain, 
The needed nourishment and liquids were administered while aboard the Wave 5. Zen Khan is in fine health and has taken several hours rest. Here they are now. Captain? Captain? I can also confirm I'm doing well, Captain Sarpon. I cannot thank you and your officers enough for having found me. Floating alone in space is a terrifying reality. I am well aware, and we were only too happy to assist you. One moment, please, Senkan, as I speak with my officers. Any additional news, Corporal? Nothing we have not previously discussed with Commander Garan, Captain. Senkan Myonjin's custody has been transferred to the Wave 1, and he provided us with these documents to share with you. Additionally, the body of Fraun will remain on the Wave 5 until we reach Technocracy Space, and the radiation scrubbing after retrieval went smoothly. Thank you. You are dismissed back to the Wave 5. Please disconnect the dock as soon as your vessel is able. Yes, yes Captain. Captain. Commander. Commander. Now, Senkan Myonjen, it appears you already know of the passing of Tinchen Fron. We are deeply sorry that we were unable to reach the pod in time. Your corporal events updated me on the status on the Cyroy 7. I did not know Tinchen Fron well, though I had met the young Oyano. It is always upsetting to lose the young. I will go later to speak my condolences to her mother. But I wanted to speak with you regarding this and something I saw while drifting. Yes, uh, tell me what you saw. Also, this is my second in command, Thien Juan Gran. Uh, Gran, return to the command deck while I speak with Senkan. Of course, Captain. Join me over here, Senkan. Explain to me what I'm seeing. I apologize for the rudimentary materials used, but it was all that was available to me a while in the pod. Please let me show you. <clears throat> okay. While I was awaiting rescue, my pod came very close to another free-floating vessel. Here, you will see my red rings just like... this. Now, I've assisted in the design of two types of Alliance vessels, four separate models of data collection satellites, and multiple free planet vessels working off classical Trenon designs. This is none of those, and like nothing I have seen before. Tell me how long ago you saw this. Days ago, perhaps six. Captain, I believe this is something wholly unique from Trenon or human engineering. I only had the ability to illustrate those sections that were visible to me from the portal, but it was fascinating, and I would suspect it was very old. You do not appear surprised. Something similar drifted by our fleet not too long ago. Radiation scans from the Semek confirmed it had been in this system for hundreds of years. It looked slightly different, though. This... Here, this appendage, this was not intact on the one we crossed. Now, tell me what you're thinking, your conclusions. At first I worried it was a new XL craft, until I saw the wear and degradation that all comes with time. Now I believe it may have been the remains of a satellite originating from a previously unknown species, alien engineering. Those are bold statements, but I have no reason to disagree at this point. Come in. We are approaching the final bounds of the heliopause and are passing through the magnetic zones. We currently have full functionality restored, as do several of the lead ships in the Bifrost fleet. Excuse me, Senkan. 
All sensors, scanners, defenses, and communications are fully operational, Captain. Complete command is restored. For now. What would you like us to do, Captain? Wait. Take no action outside the predetermined course until every ship in the fleet is fully outside the heliopause. Now is not the time to act rashly or to endanger any of the lives we have worked to save. Everyone understood? Yes, Captain. Captain. Veen, the indicator says you should be fully recovered. I'm in fine health, and I've been stuck in a medical ward for days. Release me from here. Return me to the Canon Tunlin. I am a prisoner of the technocracy, until proof of otherwise. You're not a prisoner. Then let me leave this room. I am no longer in need of medical attention. You can open the door at will, but I can never open it. That is a prison. Arnfeen, please. It's just better if you stay here for now. We still don't know what... We still don't know when we will reach an area with communication to the Cannon Tunlin. If I'm not a prisoner, then let me walk the Walton. I should be permitted into the mess hall and assigned a room until I can disembark. Arnfeen, we were able to rescue your tin, but... The Walton has suffered an evacuation event. You, me, and a human scientist are the only people on board. I'm sorry to say that while we saved you from one defunct ship, we have brought you aboard a larger one. If what you say is true, there's even less reason for my imprisonment here. Like I've said before, it's not imprisonment. It's just that... If no one else but you and another human is on board, then no one should object to my walking around the ship. Fine. Yes. Look around. Some places will be off-limits, as I'm sure you know. I'll bring you to the bay with the tin, and the cryo-hold where we have moved the body of your friend. It's completely empty. The evacuation event was a few days ago now. If there is danger present, such as an engine leak, you must inform me. Radiation will kill me far more painfully than had you let me die in the void of space. Though first, I want to go to the mess hall. I need more to eat than you bring me. Sorry, I didn't know. The mess is on another level. We'll take the elevator. You did not select a floor. Oh, it knows. Now, there, that's the mess hall. Let's find you some more food. You can have whatever you'd like. There are no more Trenin aboard to eat it now. Hmm. There are many options, and it is well stocked. There must have been many Trenin, as you said. Yes, and I will look into finding you a Trenin cabin for as long as you stay aboard. That's not normally my job, but I think all the jobs are my job now. I have not met a human before, though we saw much of your news. And I have been in several larger meetings where humans have been present in some capacity. <laughs> well, I hope I've made a positive impression for us. I was rescued, but then held captive for several days. You were still healing. Out the, the computer, uh, it knew how long the process would take. Really, you are not a prisoner of the technocracy. Of that, I can assure you. I enjoy the humor in watching your frustrations. And if only two of you are running this ship, I can understand your time is limited. 
The other, the human scientists you spoke of. I assume that they're piloting. Uh, well, we have a computer for that. Hello. That's the computer. That's Allie. We didn't request it. Allie's not that kind of computer. Given how we are quickly approaching the next step in the emergence, it is now required that the ten arm being stolen be informed of the current situation. I really don't think that's what no. I... I'm on an enemy ship in contested space. I will be informed of the current situation. We are not your enemy. Inform me of what is happening there. I do not enjoy games with my life. That thing you just heard, Ali, has control of the ship. It forced the crew to evacuate in exchange for the lives of 400,000 crew of a nearby colony ship that suffered a catastrophic event. It now keeps the human scientist here to help aid it in the creation of a new society, using tens of thousands of stolen embryos from that same destroyed colony ship. I stayed on board because I wanted to help that scientist escape and try to recover the embryonic vats, but that's not happening now. Then we found your ship and convinced Ali to save you in a show of compassion, or at least a favor. That is very unbelievable. Yes, I know. But you wanted to know quickly, and there it is. I do not believe you. Please return me to the Canon Tumla. Hopefully we can establish long-range communications within the hour. That's not going to be possible. I was correct to assume that I am a prisoner here. You're not the only one. I will repair my tin and leave. I have already repaired the tin using the docking bay assessment tools and automations. The tin will be spaceworthy, but it cannot reach the GDIV Cannon Tumlin. Given talented piloting skills, it should be capable of reaching the nearest technocracy slipline junction at maximum speed, but it no longer maintains the integrity to jump. Additionally, Tin Arnfiend Stonin will stay aboard the Walton for as long as Nalira requests it. Nalira! Bring me to that Yenthir! She will not keep me here. Wait! Shit! Allie, why did you have to go and say that? Nalira is a very common technocracy name. It is not logical for her to assume Nalira is Dr. Nalira Jiangontui. Most Trenin only know the one Nalira. Allie! Stop her before she reaches her! Nalira arrived on the elevator 35 seconds ago. The tin arm will see her in 3, 2, 1. I'm going finish It is you! Allie just mentioned your name and Arn Fiend just bolted. I'm going to kill you! Vast Horizon, Episode 24, Precautions. Written and created by K.A. Stats. Produced with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader, with senior sound designer Dane Leonardson, and featuring executive producer Dennis Greenhill. Starring Siobhan Lumsden as Dr. Nalira Eck, Tanya Milojevich as Ali, A.R. Olivieri as Sergeant Lawrence, David Devereaux as Auden Barrow, David Alt as Captain Sarpon, Lonnie Manella as Commander Gron, Tianyi Skarkson as Arnfine Stonen, Ali Smalley as Physician Jan Van Skanyan, Danilo Baraschini as Denkin Myonjin, and Benja Zaharlawa as Dr. Nyoto Jemison Mametya, also featuring Travis Vengroff, Ryan Philbrook, Lindsay Zana, Tim Troutman, and Mandy Wong. The title theme, Adrift, was written by Brandon Boone, arranged by Stephen Malin, and performed by the Budapest Scoring Choir. Translations were provided by Sophie Yang and Hannah Quirakia. This episode would not be possible without the support of our listeners on Patreon. Please consider supporting our show at patreon.com slash foolandscholar or by sharing this show with a friend. 
This production is copyrighted 2021 by Fool and Scholar Productions, and Vast Horizon is a trademark of Caitlin Stats. Thank you for listening. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.